Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we turn it to a new calendar year. It's January 4th, 1992, WCW, Saturday night on TBS. Boy, we made it to 1992, and if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit like and subscribe and help us build up the YouTube channel. I'm sitting here with Doc, and Hard Body Harper should be joining us. At least he hasn't told us otherwise. Doc, how are you? I'm doing great, in spite of some, uh, you know, stiff headwinds. What? Hey, you know, uh, well, we're losing our minds here, Mike. Uh, the heat index here today was 114. What yeah, do you feel about that? I, I don't. I don't like the heat. I can't stand it. I don't like the extreme cold either. So I guess I'm just a weather curmudgeon. Uh, but I just I'm. I get tired of the heat here, man. The, the summers here have become just, oh, here we go. 90 days of this bull crap again. If we're lucky, sometimes it extends beyond that. Like, bro, it's only mid-June now. We got a long way to go of this nonsense. That's the scary part. Tomorrow is actually the first day of fucking summer, dude. And... The heat index was 115 yesterday, 114 today. It, it's just. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this, man. I can't, Not the podcast I can't, we're talking about. We're talking about the weather. I can't sit here and look three, four months out and keep doing this every day. <laughs> I say this just, every summer. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. One thing I'm not and, tired of, though. Oh, go ahead. No, I want to know where, where where your head is at on things you're not tired of because you've been real sour lately. Um, I'd like think, you to not bring in the workplace into this discussion, please. I think the shoe jobs got you down. The heat's got you down. The lack of quality American football's got you down. I understand, but I just you know I'm trying to pick you up a little bit. Okay. Well, speaking of things I'm not tired of, a special shout out to our big time patron contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, my children, Joe Weiss, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and for being the sponsors of this show. And then a couple of new patrons, Stephen K. Thanks for signing up. And I want to thank you again for sending me that firsthand account of the heroes of wrestling pay-per-view. You were there and you sent a very interesting email to us about that night. Jamie W. for becoming a Hall of Fame patron and Dennis H. for re-upping for the year as an annual Patreon member. 
Uh, you can also become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is the only place to get all of these glorious and golden Dark Side of the Ring episodes that we've done the last several weeks, along with the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view that we covered. My, myself, Mike Crockett, and Hopper were on that one. Over 400-plus Patreon-exclusive shows are available. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Be like the cool kids and sign up. Uh, yeah, Doc. Hey, we're we're the people that in the in the podcast community are known colloquially as uh, One Bill Phil. <laughs> so that's where you want to go next. <laughs> I, well, I think that's the truth, and there's a certain uh, muscle bound wrestler that needs to hear it. Well, which one do you want to go first? Because you just mentioned you two you direct traffic here because you know more about what's going on than I do. But, you know, that's never stopped me from talking a bunch of shit about things I don't know about. All right. So first off, um, let's let's talk about the AEW Collision CM Punk debut. I texted you about it, messaged you, whatever you want to call it, because I finally could get one out this weekend. And I said, man, you got to you got to see it. Please tell me you saw it. I still don't know if you saw it or heard it. Did you at least hear it? What? Punk's promo. Oh yeah, I was there. We were uh, yeah, I was, you were there. I was home. I watched it and uh You were there. <laughs> yeah, I was in the crowd. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play some audio from it, but before I play it, I just wanna say, you know, we talked about this several months ago. We litigated, you know, how we thought CM Punk was wrong, and we also went over where the Bucks were wrong and all that good stuff. So, you know. You can find that on our YouTube channel, but I want to play this clip now from Punk because there's just some really good sound bites in this. So uh, let's listen to this real quick from this is not the whole promo, but a piece of it. And then Doc and I are going to talk about it on the other side. Here it is. I am me. And I couldn't have done all this without all of you. But it seems there's some people that hate me for the same reasons you all love me. Hey, listen. I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth, and the truth is painful. This sign right here says CM Punk is my hero. You can call me that. This sign here says Pepsi Phil. You can call me that. This sign here says CM Junk. You can call me that. Boo me, cheer me, love me, hate me. You all do it because you know I'm right. (laughs) You can call me whatever you want. You know what David Zasloff calls me? Here we go. One Bill Phil. That's because I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. (laughs) 
The king is back, baby. Is he Elvis now? And I do have a lot of things to get off my chest. Chicago and then I'll get out of your hair why would I change this is what Joe Strummer trained me for I will always speak truth to power I will always be myself I will never compromise and there's the people that think that they are owed an apology I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. <laughs> Tell me when I'm telling lies. All right, I had enough. Doc, your initial reaction to... Well, he was great. And when he's going up the ramp, he says off mic to the camera, I didn't come here to become a star. I am a star. Yeah, I didn't catch that part, but that's... But but, but the thing I I love about him is, like, I feel like the Bucks would grab you and go, please, please pay attention to us. Please, please pay attention to us. He's confident and like, you're going to pay attention to me because that's what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're not regular viewers of AEW to be fair, I but I feel like to be home and able to watch it. And I went, Oh yeah, I should probably do that. Huh? To be fair. I think with like punk and AEW, it's like going to be like a Bret Hart Canada thing. Remember like during the Monday Night Wars, Bret would be in Canada and he's like this major baby face. And I'm I like, thought that was true. I thought that was, I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. I feel I like he was great at it. I did too. Like he was just phenomenal. Like he was saying some real shit too, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's what's going to happen with punk and AEW. I feel like, you know, outside of Chicago, I don't know where it would be, but I feel like there will there will just be some towns and cities they're at that he's going to get a more favorable reaction, and then you'll have some where you know he's they're going to just boo the piss out of him. He's going to be like, when are they going to run Cucamonga? Well, yeah, that's one thing I'm thinking of. But you know, look, I, I said, hey, it. did you did you pick up on the? Uh... The reference he had there that uh for Joe Strummer. What was that? Please explain. Okay. Uh th- well there is uh oh. Yeah, it, it won't uh, let me merge it. Harper's trying to okay. uh dial us in, so but we'll so have to we'll have to call him. He probably thinks that he's early. Um <laughs> that's cute. Anyway, Joe Strummer was the lead singer and guitar player for The Clash, noted punk band. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things that Henry Rollins, who was the singer for Black Flag in the the um and his own Rollins band said, so one of the things that that and Henry Rollins is actually a pretty well read and impressive fella. When Donald Trump got elected, and I'm not I'm just telling you what he said here, so everybody calm down. He said, okay, boys and girls, this is what Joe Strummer trains you for. Stand up to the man. This is, this is, it's, if you're into punk rock, it's go time. So that, and so there's what CM Punk was alluding to there. Hey, Harper, how you doing, buddy? Gotcha. Hey. What's up, man? How you doing? So what do you say? Well, we were, oh, we're talking, just talking about... about CM Punk because we're excited that he's back. Yeah, we, marks. Were, we were talking about his promo in AEW Collision and Doc. What was the name that Punk mentioned in the promo? Oh, Joe Strummer. And Doc was explaining the reference to that person. Yeah, my thing, it takes more than one guy, though. They got more than one guy. They got MGF. It, it takes more than two. Now you're in trouble. Yeah. You can't you know, just... I think they I think they you know, my thing is two. this, dude. You can't just take uh Aaron Judge and fucking Verlander and put them on an Oakland A's and they're also gonna be a playoff team. It's well, it's it's not like that. Well Mike, who has the most go away heat in AEW in your opinion? The Bucks. That or is it? Is it really? The, um, I'm all a of surprised them, by the that. Bucks, the Omega, like I don't, I just can't watch it. It's just dumb. Yeah. See, I don't like those guys too much, but they're not even they're not the top for me. Who's the top? It's Moxley. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. He he, I just it's channel changer. Like just he comes on. I'm like the the whole persona the. Like I'm sure Moxley's an actual tough guy, but he carries himself like a fake tough guy. It's just like this is just not good, and his yeah. promos aren't it's good. Not Steve and, Austin. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad like talking about him because you know. I don't know your buddy TGBL's fake Moxley has me rolling. Now I've heard the clips on YouTube. That is hilarious. <laughs> that fake Moxley is really good, but I just—he does nothing yeah. for me. He doesn't move the needle. Like he, there's nothing about him that excites None of them me. Move the needle except one guy, and that's the problem. And the problem is, bro, how old CM Punk? Forty what three? Right. Young. And he's and he's injury prone because he has wear and tear, and you know he he can't help that because forty four. He's He's 44 and he has wear and tear that, that you can't avoid. And what if he blows out a fucking knee six months from now? And he's like, dude, fuck this shit. I, I am hurting. Because I guarantee you, when he wakes up every day, he fucking hurts. And okay, here's a question then. Mike, do you think that MJF goes to WWE when his contract's up? No. Okay. Even if they offer him more money? I probably just don't, because I just don't want him to go there. Um, 
could be a little biased here, but I just, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't. As much as I don't like AEW, I hope he doesn't. I just see what they do to people that they bring in. They, they want to put their own touch on the person, and it's just like, yeah. it very rarely, I'll say rarely. So you're saying MJF is going to be wearing polka dots. Okay. I just, I mean, I can't imagine what they would try to do to him, uh, especially with Vince, like, being back, you know, on top of things the way he is. I, I just, I hope not. That's what he, it's like, dude. What if Punk just says, "Dude, I'm fucking hurting. I'm in my 40s. Fuck this. I'm going home to my wife, and I'm gonna watch the fucking Cubs games. I'm fucking done." Now, then what I, the fuck are they gonna do? I do. Let me. He let me had every this. chance to do that with this last thing. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's in his early mid 40s. How long does he want to do this shit for? I think so. One, Harper's got a point. He, he's older. Mid forties, right? He's not in he, his twenties or thirties and thinking, "Oh, maybe I'll do this." And man, right. maybe I'll go to fucking WrestleMania. Like, he's already done all that shit. So much money there for them to make if they just did a feud with him and know, FTR right? and the it's Bucks just, and Omega. And I just feel like there's so much money just, there that uh, I wish they would just bro, you ain't lying, dude. because everybody they is working to it. Not to be indie wrestling but it's the most indie wrestling shit ever <laughs> yes it's, it's so true listen to Harper, the man people Harper knows and i know like yes we've done indies and we were nobodies well i'll speak for myself Harper's not a nobody i'm a nobody i was a nobody but but I'm the drama nobody. the drama behind the scenes in indie wrestling is spectacularly just terrible and oh, yeah. in, and those guys would never work together because the egos on the indies. And I'm just like, you have a national platform. You all could make so much money with this petty shit going on. And dude, they that might turn dude, that would fucking turn the goddamn needle, bro. They would that would turn the fucking tide. I, I'm I hope I'm with you because I know I I they am don't aware want to do it because he's you know, because they're the fucking top dog, and it's that mean girl shit, bruh. They could make so much money if they just leaned into this and thing. It's fucked up. They had to make a a whole nether show just to get him on, and they basically had to separate the fucking locker room. <laughs> it's, it's, just to pass just the for two and a half years, people. we heard how how. What a paradise it was. Oh, God, it sounds like... How many times did we come on here and hear it? Hear that, and Mike's like, look, there ain't no locker room with wrestlers in it that's ever been peaceful, so cut yes. that shit. Dude, yeah, I, th- I think that, Cody fucking hit the road. Bruh, we... I remember saying it at the very beginning when I would hear all them dudes talking about they were singing Kumbaya in the back together. I'm like, look, man, I've never been at that level Never claimed to even be even close to that level. But I have been in a ton of wrestling locker rooms. And there is so much drama and childish bullshit that oh, yeah. you can't even begin to imagine. Think about your workplace and some of the drama and bullcrap. But but also throw in the fact that in wrestling, it's nothing but egos and just extreme egos and these dudes who think they're better than what they are. And you will see so much crap on the indies. And I kept saying like these dudes, they've all been through the indies. They've all been here and they're talking all this crap because it's all new to them. There is nothing that 
peaceful. And sure enough, Cody ends up leaving. He doesn't really say what went on. I'm guessing there's some kind of, you know, order in place where you can't talk about it. But there was just and people can say, oh, well, there, there was no drama until CM Punk got there. Bull crap. There was drama. OK, it, it, this dude, he ain't the only one. All right. So I don't even want to hear that. Look, there is tons of drama in every single dress, uh, dressing room. And they they literally have like a they have a stick of dynamite. I know the show is called Dynamite. They have a stick of dynamite right now and they can light it and they can really make some money. They would pack buildings for at least six months off of the drama. If they could oh get God. these six guys, when I say six guys, FTR, Punk, Omega and the Bucks to get in the ring and do some business. And furthermore, if Punk does get injured, if Punk just is like, you know what? I don't want to be in the ring anymore, dude. He could be a goddamn mouthpiece and a manager for all I care in that same feud. And he would talk people into the building. And he would actually get me interested in wanting to hear Kenny Omega cut promos. Like, wow, for real. That <laughs> would just, make me watch this shit. But, but they're not, to Harper's point, they're not leaning into this because they literally had to create another show because of the drama. And that, to me, is just absurd. And then, it's bro, nuts. And yeah, if it, if it fucking wait till the fall comes, bro, when college football starts up, have fun with that shit. Oh, I thought about <laughs> that. I thought they about this. They might as well put it on Sunday at fucking noon, competing against the NFL. Bro, I don't know how they, they even can think they're going to compete at uh, 6 and 7 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in the dude, fall. you ain't lying, dude. LSU versus Bama and Ohio State versus who the f- bro? Who, who, who WWE couldn't compete against that? They could smart enough to not try. Co- You're right. They're smart to be like, fuck that noise. Who the let, f- let, God, bro, I just don't. It's just they had to make another show just to pacify these people. These snowflakes. It's 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 it's, it's fucking crazy. They got and there triggers. is money being left on the table. No, 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 we're not doing it. That's what happens when your money mark has so much money that he's not interested in drawing money. Why doesn't right. the boss, he's the boss. Just go to all these guys and go, you know what? This is what y'all are doing. If not, there's the door. I'll send you home but, and pay you. But they don't see him through those set of eyes because and he doesn't give them a reason world. to. Right. He's not from that world. It's like that fucking movie with the, uh, it's like that show. Uh, I was the show with a football player. He's just the football coach, and he's the soccer coach. That's on. I think Ted it's, Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. They're like, who the fuck's this fucking dude from America? This football coach. Fuck you, bro. How many That's times? How, how many times you wrestlers, Mike, were around somebody that was a mark or or a, a norm, normal, a square, and y'all just started, you know, just fucking with them because you can. <laughs> And there wasn't even a paycheck involved. It was just out of sheer boredom. Yeah. I I didn't do that, but uh yeah, it happened. Yeah, right. I mean it's it's really sad because dude wrestlers Because talk I'm to saying each, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Wrestlers yes. talk to each other any kind of way, man. That's what's terrible. Dude, that could turn the tide, but they don't want to do it. It's so it's like if you have you know, there, there's there's Patrick Mahomes sitting there holding the clipboard. Put him in. Nah, bro. Fuck him. He's a, he, 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 he fucking dated my girlfriend in fucking high school. Fuck him. 
I'm not putting them in. We're going to have Steve DeBerg as the fucking quarterback. Alex Smith's broken leg. Right. Nah, nah, but we're not putting them in. Fuck the playoffs. <laughs> it's just like, dude. Yeah, bro. that's pretty bad. It and really the thing is. is, I could see having that attitude if they were turning a fucking needle and they were bringing in ratings and they were having people talking like, like you know, like The Rock versus Stone Cold. But they ain't that, dude. They yeah. are not at his level because yeah. they because they were trying to do it their own and, and no one gave a fuck. No one gave a shit to where they had to talk him back to coming back. Yeah, I think um, Harper, Harper's trying to tell y'all. It's like it's just it's just it goes to show you they're in their business, not the wrestling business, bro. Punk did say that too. Kind of, he 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 alluded to that. He said, "This is the wrestling business." And he did well, stress that. I can tell you, I, I, I remember one time Luke got into it with someone in the locker room, and it got bad. And they yeah. had a match that night. They still had the match. They still wrestled the match, and the guy that he was fucking in a shove a match with. When the match was done, he got his envelope, he got his bag, and he went in his car and fucking went home. But they still fucking did it because it was, you know, because they were. I, I don't. That's what I'm film. saying. That's what happens. Like it's it sounds crazy, but that's what actually professionals do on the indies too. You know, like man, if we if we couldn't work with everybody we don't get along with at our shoot jobs, bro, you ain't, dude. I say the same thing. <laughs> Everyone listens to this works with someone that if they die tomorrow, they'll be like, oh, that sucks. And then when they turn around, like, they fuck that motherfucker. Bro, <laughs> right. so boy over here, your boy over here work works with, with somebody that he wouldn't even have that reaction. He would be straight to fucking RBD poses yeah. and all kinds of shit. Fucking, you know, y'all had T Rex. And that no, I mean, nobody was rooting against no, no, T-Rex. No, 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 we, we no. harmless little fella. T- T- that chick that had the fucking rocks on her desk that rode horses or some shit. She wasn't that bad either. <laughs> Jesus. But but no, Hopper, I know exactly what you mean. You 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 make you you make a really good point. No, you you. Yeah, are... I don't understand why they can't fucking realize that. Okay. Here, here's the other thing die. they they talk about this locker room like oh it's it's just kumbaya like you were saying earlier, Mike. I've worked at my job for over a decade. And if I left tomorrow, the only person I would stay in contact with is one is one third of the booth here. That sounds about right. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I get in the ring with them every day for nine, ten hours at a stretch and we try to make some money. But then, like, you know, I'm going to clock out. I just don't get it, bro. It's just they're fucking up now. Hey, Harper, I got a question for you. Huh? You told me one time I think that you were a big fan of the wrestler uh, Ryback. Is that correct? Yeah, I went to high school with him. Okay, he's, he's funny. <laughs> he's lying, but okay. <laughs> he blocked for you at Delgado State. <laughs> yeah, fins up, dog. <laughs> Dolphins. Well, okay. uh, Ryback's a big fan of the show, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. No. He's not a big fan of the show. Oh, okay. 
All right, let me give some background here since Doc is having fun. Um, little did I know that when I posted something this weekend from the BTT Twitter page that Ryback, or I'm sorry, Jim Cornette had gone on some rant about Ryback like two days prior on his show. That came to my attention after I found out about what I posted. So a couple of weeks ago, Lance and I recorded an episode of the World Class Show and Iceman King Parsons was cutting a promo. And in the promo, he said this. And you're nothing. Here's a fool. Got a million dollar body, but a three cent brain. I get- <laughs> okay. So it sounds like Luke. Yeah, it does. That's funny. So I had, was on Twitter the other morning, a week and a half ago now, two weeks ago. And I remembered that Iceman saying that. And then I'm seeing all these weird tweets, people replying to Ryback about, mm. I guess Ryback Like claims, there's Mark in the ring and it's Ryback and everybody wants to put a boot to him. Yeah, like Ryback is, is saying you know, he's being censored, Twitter's withholding and not showing his tweets and just like crazy talk, right? And I kept seeing these tweets and it, they were like long one of them was long too and i'm reading it because i saw somebody retweeted it or replied to it and i'm like dude what are you talking about like nobody's censoring you but i don't know i don't know what i don't know i don't know what, where he's getting that from so i posted that clip and it literally said folks listening to ryback on twitter these days be like and it was Iceman saying, And you're nothing. Here's a fool. Got a million dollar body, but a three cent brain. Now, I purposely did not tag Ryback in it because I was, I was just having fun with Iceman. You know, Iceman's my dude. Yeah. You know, I just having fun. Well, like almost immediately, I, I see that Ryback has retweeted it. And again, I didn't tag him, which means if you're familiar with Twitter, he did a vanity search and the vanity search. I guess he quote retweets it and says, you're welcome to come on my Ryback show or on spaces and let your voice be heard by all by talking to me. You're in podcasting. So let's see where you're at with everything live. And he capitalizes live talking about What's a vanity search to okay. begin with? A vanity search <laughs> means what he did was in the search bar on Twitter, he just searched his name. And right. when you when you do that, it'll show all the tweets that your no, name Luke is does in. That. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Another meathead does it. I'm shocked. No, right? Luke's got a thing where like whenever his name gets mentioned on the internet. He gets a notification from like a website or Jesus Christ. That's something. what he has, Mike. Yeah. So that must be what Ryback has. But yeah. that's what he's spending all that WWE money on. <laughs> so that's a vanity search. So and I point out the vanity search because this like, hold on. Hold on. The same kind of guys that do vanity searches about themselves or have website services to point this out to them seem like prime candidates for calf implant surgery. 
or just craziness. Like, why well, are your you? Your boy vanity? has one. I would tell him. I've Gary, known him long you enough think to Gary say, "Dude, manages that for him and lets him know." No, look to, to, to see if some website posts something about you know when he's doing a rock TV show or heels and see if 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 his name gets mentioned in something. Well, I'm not interested in going on Ryback's show. Ryback. Why not? First off, and this is really going to sound like I'm being a prick here. Okay. Well, we know that. Oh no. He he needs. He wants content for his digital platform. What the fuck? And when he puts that content on his digital platform, he monetizes it. Now, if I was on his show, I might make him a couple bucks because he's monetizing the discussion we're having. For me, my time is too valuable to Yo, talk Matt. to him. Yeah. yeah, Harper, we hear you. It's his fucking connection lost. I don't know what the fuck happened. So I'm not going on his show, nor do I need him to come on our show. First off, I think our show is bigger than his because I looked at how many reviews we got versus what he's got. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. He was doing one, one with that porno broad. Oh, what? see, there we go. See, he needs, he just needs clicks. But yeah, I ain't got no interest in being on that show. And everybody's like, "Oh no, you should take him up on his offer." Why? What's it gonna accomplish? What are we? Well, that's about? not what I said. I the first thing I said is we ought to send Harper over. But there's a representative, and let those, <laughs> those two have a conversation. Dude, Harper would drive him nuts. <laughs> that was kind of my point. Harper, Ryback would ask Harper a question. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, what's up? Why would you? Why would you do this? And uh, you know, what's the big deal? You know, and Harper would be like, "Fuck if I know." Yeah, give him a one-line answer like he gives if it's just me and him reviewing a match. It was fine. Really? Yeah, what else fine. did you see? Ah, uh, you know, look good. Yeah. Can you give me great. a little bit more, Harper? I mean, a little bit more analysis. Eh, nah. No. Yeah. See, back. he doesn't know how to do what Doc does, which is pull and extract information from Harper. Doc, what do you think he does? What do you think Ryback does? Yeah, I have no clue. I don't really care. Mike, do you think he? Do you think Ryback made enough money in WWE that you could have retired for the rest of your life? Mm. Yeah, because I'm a cheap. Skate, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, but probably I, not enough for him. Not enough, for, yeah, but, but me. Well, he needs a lot of yeah. Ico Pro or whatever, you know, pre workout. <laughs> but definitely, I definitely, yeah, I definitely could have retired off oh, of what he made. I could retire off of fucking twenty dollars, bro. <laughs> it, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I don't think people realize it, bro. I, I'm, I'm cheap, man. I don't, I don't know. How to say I'm it. right there with you. Here's the thing: I don't need a bunch of money to retire. Cause then I wouldn't be working, and the motivation to not have to work. And then the worst comes to worst, you just be a fucking Uber driver. That sounds awful. I get fucking Chris Onchu to give you a job at the grocery store, <laughs> stocking <laughs> beans. Chris Onchu. Oh man, I love Zonchu, man. Even though he loved Battle Bowl and we didn't. So anyway, no, I, to wrap this up. Yeah. So the so the thing of it is is that instead of us going on his show, you're now going to invite him onto our show. Right? No, don't no, do I do it, bro. No, I don't want to talk. There's nothing. Look, I don't have anything against Ryback personally. Oh, you make right? we'll get. Yeah, why did you? Hurt no, CM I don't. Punk like We're that? not going to get anything. He's no, not you that bring popular. him on, and that's the first question. Why did you hurt CM Punk like that? 
He's one. Dude, haven't you heard? He's one Bill Phil. I don't. There's nothing that I want to ask this man. I'm sure he's whatever he is. I have nothing. He's a good Christian. I have athlete. nothing. I'm just against, curious why he never went on to, you know, impact or s- somewhere else to keep doing this. I have nothing to ask this man. I don't have nothing against him. Whatever. He vanity searched. And but see, that's it. You didn't have anything to ask any of the other people we had on the show either. I used to write your questions for you. I could do that's that. That's not true, but yeah, okay. That is first, true. first question, why did you hurt CM Punk? Was it on purpose? Yeah. Harper, get in touch with Ryback and see what's going on. But I don't want to talk to him. I can tell you that. I'm not talking to Ryback. See? Harper, don't why don't we do rock, paper, scissors I mean, to I see who has to talk to him? Know him. Hey, 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 I got an idea. Let half pint do it. Oh, God. He blocked. Okay. So, Duck Bozard, Half Pint, and a few others went at him when this happened on January 18th, and he he blocked all of them. He blocked them. He straight up blocked all of them. So, he here's the thing. Dude, Half Pint's like the size of his pinky. Say, Unblock our people. <laughs> I don't. Go. I don't. Like that I, we're going to be Moses here. That was in Russia. Let we're, fucking half pint go. We're we're like Moses here. Let our people go, and we will not release the locusts on you. You ready to put some frogs, motherfucker? <laughs> so if Ryback is listening have, to this, hey, hey, Ryback, we have raised the dead. You do we not want to go down this path with us. It's not a threat. I'm just telling you. It might rain frogs over at your house next week. I just, I, 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 I don't have time to talk to Ryback. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not talking to Ryback. But you got time to talk to Lance about random time Iceman farted and Chris Adams smelled it in, in his auditorium on on July 4th, 1985, and and, and fucking Von Eric fucking wrecked his motorcycle. And he said, "Shit, you got time for that, Mike?" It's true. Now, Harper, I hate to point something out to you. I hate to I hate to do this to you, but if we were going to be at the sportatoria, we wouldn't have been at, at we would have been Jaw the Fourth would have been at Reunion Arena, pal. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, he's so mean. He is so he is yeah. so mean to Lance. He is so mean to Lance. Why, <laughs> Harper? You are so mean to Lance. It's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, uh, that's uh, that's what. Uh, SMU, they beat uh, UH 24-14, and they went on to the uh, Holiday Bowl, and they beat uh, uh, UCLA. And, yeah, that was a good time. (laughs) So dirty, dude. That's so dirty. You know, there was a time when we had to stop doing that because our listeners were being mean to him, and we were told not to do that from the head offices of BTT. Man, there was... No, 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 there was... It was it was a couple of people on Twitter and in the Facebook group, and they they must have got like banned because <laughs> I don't see them anymore. Um, talking about it on Twitter, like they must have accounts must have got banned. They were just going at him and saying like just really like mean shit. Like I mean, like here's what? the thing, bro. It, like me and Hopper. I don't know, bro. I kind of just let most things just roll off of me. 
But some of the stuff they were saying to Lance, like one of they were going after one of his kids, one of them, and what the like, fuck? Yeah, fuck it's that, like leave a man's family out of it. Why are y'all getting yeah. on this man's family? You got a roll, bro. Yeah, so there, there was like stuff like that that I was like, wait, nah, that that's not cool. So um, yeah, there were things like that, that that had happened, and, and and what it was, this is what got me. It was people trying to imitate Hopper. It was people trying to like, you know how Hopper just did his don't, little don't thing where he's like. Yeah, they were trying to imitate Hopper. They were they were literally like they were trying to imitate you doing the Lance bit. But oh. you but but it wasn't anything like what you would do. <laughs> and it, it was just, alone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, come on, man. I mean, what what are we doing here? But I mean, I personally think it's funny when he imitates Lance, and I think Lance has laughed before when <laughs> when he uh when Harper's done things like that, so uh, you know it is. How far did he watch it until? Did he watch it all the way through to USWA and yeah, pretty much global. Yeah, global. Um, he was kind of. I mean, he's he knows about the global stuff, but like, not. I don't think he was weekly. I never forget watching it, and it was like USWA. I'm like, what the fuck? What's this? This is a world class. <laughs> I was like, that's the wrestlers, but why is it called USWA? Yeah, old Sportatorium went through some changes, but Doc, but don't we you should miss pro- those days when you didn't know shit? I mean, the, the you, smart, the nerds did, the smart fans. just turn on a fucking TV and just, you know, whatever was there was there. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, there was no fucking, you couldn't Google shit or go to fucking whatever, bodyslam.com and find out what the fuck happened. Yeah, you had to have a subscription to like the the Observer or something. Yeah, fuck, bro. I missed those afford days, that. bro. Yeah. Where you just would just enjoy something, and then you'll go, you know, with your fucking day. Hmm. Now they got to dissect everything. And then they got to dissect. dissect. Like we about dissect. to, like we about to dissect this. Yeah, this episode. I know, but I but think it's, it's, have, do you understand the premise of this show? But but it's like that with fucking everything. Yeah, he's right. Movies, TV, sports, and I mean, I mean, fuck, we all do it. I mean, I do it too. I ain't gonna lie. Some people get carried away with it, in my opinion. But oh uh, yeah, you think get a fucking life. Speaking of dissecting, uh, we are going to now dissect the very first episode of 1992. This is WCW Saturday Night on TBS from January the 4th of 1992. Um, this show was taped, and again, wait for it when I say it, back on December the 16th, 1991. Yeah. Now, so what we are about to review, this was the second half of the taping on December the 16th. But since since we took a couple of weeks to do Starcade, it you know throws the timeline out of whack in terms of the show. Now... We in real time, this wouldn't have aired three weeks after. This would have aired the next Saturday night from the last one we did before we did Starcade. So it's really not as out of whack in times as it may seem. It's just that we kind of took a hiatus for two weeks as we did Starcade. So there's that. Um, Jim Ross breaks down what we'll see today. We see some clips of the Dangerous Alliance attack, uh, Dangerous Alliance attacking Marcus Bagwell and Sting. Um, again, we reviewed that several weeks ago in short sting gets beat down and has the rude awakening put on him on the stage. They whoop sting, handcuff him to the barricade. They beat him down 
And then coming out of that replay, we're going to get a promo from Paulie Dangerously and Rick Rude. Doc, since we haven't seen that clip in several weeks, did you have anything from the replay of all of that? Seems like a long time ago. It, it, it was quite some time ago. It, it and was. it feels like Starcade wasn't attached to this at all. And Starcade cooled this off, maybe. I don't know. Brian hasn't felt like Starcade was attached <laughs> to this for years. Are you fucking kidding me? Part of it's because of how we reviewed it, too, where no, we on. haven't talked about this for three weeks because we stopped for two weeks to do Starcade. I mean, that is part of it, in my opinion. They had a nice little angle. Too bad they didn't use their pay-per-view. <laughs> well, let's go now to a promo from Paul Lee and Rick Rude. Again, ladies and gentlemen, in this broadcast, we will have comments from Sting, but it's been seven days now, and your thoughts. In 1986, Magnum T.A. was crowned the greatest United States heavyweight champion of all time. Because, you see, the U.S. title has not only a history of greatness, but a legacy of tragedy. Magnum T.A., not by design, by accident, met with tragedy. Sting, you were this close. You were this close from waking up every morning like Magnum T.A., looking in the mirror and saying, what if, what if, you see, Sting, the next time you step into the ring with ravishing Rick Rude, it will not be over when you're laying in a pool of blood. It will not be over when the ambulance comes in. It will not be over when a little stinger looks up with tears in his eyes and says, please, ravishing Rick Rude, don't hurt Sting anymore. It will be over, Sting, when you wake up every single morning for the rest of your life, just like Magnum T.A., and you look into the mirror, a shadow of your former self, and you say, what if, what if? Sting, as far as Ravishing Rick Rude and the Dangerous Alliance are concerned, you have one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. You will never feel the weight of the United States Heavyweight Championship belt around your waist again. As for you, Ricky Steamboat, what kind of man are you who tries to physically intimidate a woman? Not just any woman, but my woman. Steamboat, there's two things in life you just don't do. Number one, you don't mess with my money. Number two, you don't mess with my woman. If you do, Steamboat, you've got to answer to me. And just like every other professional wrestler who's ever crossed my path has found out, when you answer to Ravishing Rick Rude, you answer to the rude awakening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, those comments from Paulie Dangerously and Ravishing Rick Rude. And WCW continues right after this. Hey, Rick Rude is the greatest prick during his promos of all time. 
don't know how else to put it. He's just phenomenal. Uh, Doc, what did you have? My first thought, other than how good he was, was how much the U.S. title seems like it means a lot right now. Yeah, I know, huh? That's what I was thinking. Is this when belts meant something? Well, yes, and they're making it mean something with these guys. Rude yeah. is helping out with that. Jeez. Yeah, Hurt's doing a great job. Yeah, he's the man. Hurt's <laughs> yeah. doing a great job. Uh, Thank you, Mister Hurd. I think the people, I think the talent got over uh, in spite of Hurd. Well, and man, it was interesting seeing Heyman comparing Magnum and Sting. That was when you, yeah, God, we're in 92 now. Yeah. You realize that six six years ago almost? Well, it happened in August. I mean, October. So it's almost six years ago. But damn. We're in high school. Yeah, man. Long time ago. Smashing pumpkins and fucking Stone Temple Pilots. Well, don't remind Zauncha. He'll get he'll get excited. Lollapalooza. Chronic album's about to come out. That was a great album, man. Oh. God, I listen to I that every day. Oh, trust me, we know. <laughs> Asshole. Did All you right. put down your? Did you put, take out the uh, in your in your one disc changer? Did you take out crisscross and put that in? <laughs> First off, I didn't have a disc. I had a tape deck at that time. Okay, so let's get Jesus. that straight. In that Buick. Yeah, I put a put a tape Crank deck out because all it had, you know, was just a yeah. radio. So I had to That's put the what I was about in. to say. God, it, it, it probably had an eight track player in it. Huh? Yeah, with the AC Delco with the big fucking yeah. buttons. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. It just was a radio, you know, with the little knobs on it and the little buttons that you press and the little little station thing flies to one side. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my Trans Am had that with the little red bar that was just. Go to stations that don't fucking exist. Yeah. Yeah. What the you fuck was the point of that, dude? I guess to, to a real station to just to get you to from one side to another quickly, and then you could fine tune it from there. That's how I always took it. No, yeah. I'm serious. Like, I, I mean, I because it didn't put it on a station. It just was like it brought you in the general vicinity of a station yeah. or stations, and then you had to fine tune it. Bro, you know how many Saints games I listened to on like radios like that on eight seventy back in the mom, day? Right, isn't that crazy how, how they when they used to have that fucking role where if the game didn't sell out, it couldn't come on local TV. Yeah, and it had to sell yeah. out seventy two hours before. That was the thing. Yeah, and if my mom would sit there with the little GE fucking radio and shut up or try to hear it. God, those days are gone, dude. Bro, you ain't got to worry about it. You can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, from any place on the planet almost. Yeah. All right. Well, we're watching Rick Rude right now. He defeats Greg Sawyer with the uh, Rude Awakening. He says, cut the music. He cuts a promo on the fat people in the crowd. Steamboat was on commentary with JR, and he <laughs> basically cuts a promo during the match telling Sting that, He's here to help Sting if he needs help. And Steamboat also tells Rude that if Rude is ever feeling froggy, come jump on me, which I thought oh. was funny. 
Yeah, Steamboat said that. If you have a feeling froggy, come before. jump on me. I'm yeah, I mean, on. jump on. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, Tim Warner. <laughs> you feeling froggy? Come on, jump on. You get tired, I'll take over. What the hell? All right. <laughs> if you get tired, hey. just tag me in and we'll switch. <laughs> Doc, any thoughts on Rude and Sawyer here? I was hoping that when uh, Rude got a. He, I was hoping he called them sweat hogs. I used that term the other day. Sweat hogs at the house in Latrella overheard it. <laughs> he popped. I don't think he had ever heard that before. I never That's heard that one. besides uh, Rick Rude and Welcome Back Carter. I believe it's Cotter. Oh, yeah. It is Cotter, huh? Yeah. There's another name that offers that. <laughs> Add that to the list with Ken Pan. Pantera and all, all the other ones. Oh. And Chatta, Chatta what? Ch- Chattanooga. Chattanooga. That's it. The Chattanooga Choo Choo. <sighs> well, we keep moving, and Eric Bischoff throws to a WCW Magazine segment, and he recaps who the winner of Battle Bowl was, which was Sting, and then he throws to Jushin Thunder Liger versus Brian Pillman from the Omni Christmas Night. Uh, the title change there. This is when Liger defeated Pillman for the WCW light heavyweight title. That match actually went about 16 minutes, but we only see like two minutes of it, though. Um, and that was that. Uh, any other thoughts on this recap that they show here, Doc? Yeah, this should have been on. Uh, I wish we would have seen this instead of Kaz and, and Liger at the pay-per-view. You're saying... God, we should have had a singles match between these two for that title. That yes. just would have been the best thing on Starcade. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Instead, we got 10 tag matches. Uh, and Battle Bowl. Who's Battle Bowl? Shit? Battle Bowl. 10 tag matches that... Do you remember any of them? Yeah, I, I remember, remember all of them. They're seared into my brain like a syphilis blister. Well, who won the goddamn thing? Sting. And then Sting got a shot at the U.S. title. And when he won it, they didn't mention at all that he had just been savagely attacked by the Dangerous Alliance the night before. But we saw that to start this show. Well, everything was airtight back then, brother. I think the time of airtight's getting out of it. We're losing that. It's... I mean, it wasn't always airtight and ever. You know, it's just some old timers that think it is. Anyway, uh, Liger wins. Any other thoughts, Doc? No. All right. So then we go to Larry Zabisco versus uh, Larry Santo. So the Battle of the Larrys here. And Larry Santo is from our wonderful Smoky Mountain Ranch. Larry milks. Larry Zabisco is milks this match. In typical, what? in typical Larry fashion. Lots of stalling. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating a fact. Doc, any thoughts on this? Larry Santos still looks like Glenn Jacobs in the face to me. No, he doesn't. Let's see. He doesn't look like Glenn Jacobs. Let's see. Well, Zabisco's tying him up like a pretzel and Zabisco. Yeah, is that painful? Um, it could be. I mean, it's not like Ronnie Garvin tie you up, but 
Yeah, it could be painful. And then okay. he abuses oh, him after with a brain buster. He had already it, won. Give me sixteen fifty-five. Okay. I wanted to see if that for? was painful. Was stepping on his hand? No. Oh, when he when he cranks on his arm right here? Yeah, that could hurt. That could hurt. He does that step over and he's got his he's got his Santos faces in the mat and he's pulling his arm up through his legs. Nah, I'm not for that, bro. That that don't yeah. What you think? It's like one of the Russo brothers. He it's the like gear. A shitty version. It's the gear. It's the yellow and blue or whatever. You think that's what it is. I think so. That's, all American boys. Remember that song? No, I don't. Well, mm-hmm. All American boys. We don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we listen to is Barry Manilow because we're all American boys. Speaking of All-American boys, there's a couple of All-American boys who are trying to help uh, Larry Santo on the gurney. And Larry Zbysko does his um, Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden imitation and throws him off the gurney, and that's that. Every time I see someone throw the, someone... The fucking World War II stretcher. Every time I see somebody throw somebody off a gurney, it's seared into my mind when Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden just tossed that poor bastard off that World War II gurney. Get to that the somebody chopper. had in their home in the Smoky Mountains, and they brought it to the building. Dude, dude I was thinking about that today. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking they were probably like, "Well, my uncle, he was a medic in the Air National Guard. He's got an old stretcher back in the shed. We could probably use that." <laughs> I love that he does the Gomer Powell voice for that. Oh man. Doc, did um somebody emailed me today and said that Corny talked about Margie on his show? Have you heard he that? Did. Yeah, he did. He okay. did, and he said that it was <laughs> kind of more of a shoot than anything else. Like oh, he's it like, sure looked like a goddamn shoot. That shit <laughs> was probably like, what the fuck is makeup? He goes, I asked her what she did for a living, and she said she was. She said, I weigh garbage. I said, go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I think Tommy Noe told me that. I think he told me that when he was on the show years ago. Um, He goes, so basically we have Margie being Margie and Tammy being Tammy, and it kind of just worked out. You know what's funny about that is I remember Harper when we were talking about the Tammy's tips and (laughs) Harper's (laughs) – I don't remember the exact words, but he goes, bruh, this chick is real. And he's like, I don't mean a real person. I mean, she's a real, like, like Smoky Mountain person. Like, there's Swell. nothing fake. She's like, you know when people were like, bruh, do aliens exist? Yeah, that's a real alien. No, Margie is a real Smoky Mountain woman. Like, what you see is real. Nothing is fake about that. Like, I just remember Harper saying that's not an act. She is what you see. <laughs> he said that when she kicked, they kicked her down the hill. She just kept rolling, and they <laughs> kept rolling that's the so camera. Hilarious. Dude, I never forget. She she had the bucket of greasy chicken. Bro, they, they fed into that stereotype. <laughs> that woman. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh 
Oh, boy. What's wrong with us? I don't know, man. That poor woman. What's wrong with them? Well, uh, let's they keep... asked something about Margie, and Corny hypothesized that she wouldn't still be with us today oh. because of all the size issues and... Wait, he said she was dead, or they were speculating? He said he wouldn't know. He said they didn't pay her for it either. I wonder where they found her. She was a fan. No, that's not what... I don't... Okay. That's what he... Corny said she came to the shows. We asked her, and we didn't pay her. Okay. According to Tommy Noe, I think he told me... And again, I'm not disagreeing with Corny, because he's got a memory better than most people when it comes to this classic wrestling stuff. According to Noe, I thought he said she was the wife of one of the ring crew guys. Which she would have been at the shows, obviously. Um, that sounds about right. And, Har- and, and Corny may not have known that. That's a good point, too. Like He might not have known that. Uh, My husband, Billy Bob, said stop y'all's ring when he's not working at, at the truck stop. What do you do? I weigh garbage. I weigh garbage? <laughs> I work for the city. I weigh garbage. What? I work for the county. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's keep moving. Uh, we see a replay of from the last Saturday night episode when Mrs. York and Taylor may be heading towards a meeting when there was an insinuation that they were having a personal meeting and maybe uh, going to uh, do some banging at this meeting. Uh, Mrs. York put down her hair and Terry Taylor's like, sure, I'll go. See about a meeting. And then we go to a match. It is Terrence Taylor versus Terry Bronson. So as of now, he's still in the York Foundation. JR says, I want to know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're about to come up to my timestamp at 2522. Watch the uh, enhancement talent here. Get after it. Watch this. What's he going to do? We're going to have to wait and see on the video version. Can you just tell us? No, right here. Oh, fuck. There you go. One locked legs with Terry Taylor and nice little Russian leg sweep. Dude, that's good. No one does that. Brad Armstrong. That's good, huh? He's the only one. He could go. Yeah, look at He's taking on Terry Bronson. JR says, I want to know how this meeting went with York and Taylor. Look at this. Backslide. Nice little backslide. There you go. Fucking right, dude. I'm going to get my shit in. Yeah. Okay, I'll this guy you. isn't a slub. He, uh, he knows what he's doing. Right. This guy knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, JR says, must have gone okay because they're out there together right now. Taylor's going to win. I don't even have a note as to how he won, but he wins. Uh, Doc, any other uh, thoughts on this arm. match? Five arm? Okay, there you go. Any other thoughts? Because we really, really and truly need to get an update. No, it's not a five arm. He does the splash off the top rope. That's what you? I said. No, you said five arm. I said um, a five splash. Let's go now to an update. Let's find out what's going on with Taylor and York. And ladies and gentlemen, last week uh, when we left you with these uh, two individuals, they were getting ready to have a big meeting. And I'd like to know, and I'm sure the fans here would know, how did that meeting go? Oh, Mr. Ross, that was the most successful meeting the York Foundation has ever had. The York Foundation's happy, Mr. Taylor's happy, and right now I could probably speak for Mr. Taylor and tell you exactly what he's thinking and his decision, but I'm not. I'm going to let him do that himself. Well, thank you, Miss York. It was a great meeting. Champagne was perfect. Caviar was great. Hey, everything was great at the meeting. 
But I made my decision. My decision is I don't need the York Foundation. I don't need a computer. I darn sure don't need any of you. And this thing right here cost me a lot of victories. Instead of doing what I do best, and that's wrestling, I waited for this to give me the answer. This is what I think of the computer, and this is what I think of the York Foundation. I'm on my own. Do you have any comments to make, Miss York? Well, apparently not. Terrence Taylor, no longer a member of the York Foundation. Any comments? She's speechless and will be back with heavy metal Van Hammer. I'm sorry. Right after this. Well, is he sorry so, about Van Hammer or sorry to Miss York? Uh, both. Um, so York seemed like she thought everything was going to be okay, and Taylor said he's happy, and evidently he says he had some caviar and champagne, and you know he even uh, got a or little his tonsils. Got a little stank on his hang low and told her, I'm what? done with you. His, what the his, come wait, on? What? Stank on his hang low. You never heard come that before? No. Y'all never heard that one? Where would Harper and I be that we would have heard such trash? Oh, come yeah. on. I've said that before on this show. You got some stank on his hang low. Yeah, God. you know, it's mean? not only that. It's not only that you 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 really flash the ethnicity here, but it's also that you're seventy years old when you speak. <laughs> this sounds like something you hear down at the jazz club. Yeah, I bet fucking uh, Ryback wouldn't say something like that. No, Probably he's wouldn't. classier than that. Yeah. He would. He would yell, "Feed me more." <laughs> yeah, that's real classy. Yeah, he got a little stank on his hang low. And then he told her he was done with her. What is that for weird science? No, I've heard that. I don't remember where I first heard that from. It was many years ago. I watched that. Uh, we watched it Friday night. We got to do a patron show on that at some weird point. Weird science. Boy. That show was ridiculously bad and great all in one. They should love that F word. They sure did. Wait. In, that, in the bar scene? Oh, my the God. Bar scene, are you said, 60? Drink it. How old are you? Drink it. Drink it. What's this, what sir? Drink it. Telephone. Explain it to me. Harper is imitating Anthony Michael Hall. It's great. See, this is why we got to do. If not a whole, if not a whole patron show. What's it mean on the telephone? What does it mean on the telephone? Would you like to hear the example for Hank stink on your hang low from Urban Dictionary? Oh, oh no. dear God. Yes, please. Because um, Paul Lee uh, is taking on Van Hammer. Paul Lee. I'm sorry. Yo, man. Yo, man. I'm going to go get me some stank on the hang low. Don't rape the sheep while I'm out. Huh? Don't rape the sheep. Yeah. That, 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 uh, no, no, no. Don't associate that with that uh, saying that on. I said. No, what no, is it? saying that word. Well, the stank on the hang low just means you, you know, you, you got a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, we're human he beings. Stink on your dick. Yeah. Two consenting adults and he got yeah. some stank on his hang low. Can you give a uh, 3508 audio? Van Hammer and Paul Lee, yes. Cactus Jack is on commentary with Jim Ross, and Cactus, thre Cactus threatens to hurt Van Hammer permanently. 3508, you said. Was that right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm at 35 here. Let's see what's going on. Cactus with a face off, and all the way down the aisle, all the way down the rampart. Fans will be back right after this. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 3308. 
Mm-hmm. Couldn't read no writing. Can't read your writing, huh? Here it is. Mm-hmm. I have been ending careers since long before you first lip synced your words. Uh, I'm a career ender, and it's time that you understand that I'm playing around no more. What exactly were so, we listening for? He he said he was he called Van Hammer a lip syncer. Well, I mean, when he was, doesn't play guitar. When was Millie so. Vanilli? When was Millie Vanilli? Yeah, eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Huh, what year is this? Ninety two. That was ninety one. Because I was because. I think I was in middle school. I was in the eighth grade when that happened. We got to so be that. Must that must have been ninety-one. Huh? Okay. Now you are gonna make me Google it? Google it, Mike. Nah, it had to be before ninety-one. No. For the uh, album, be, maybe ninety. Because I know. Uh, I think it was eighty-nine. The album no. came out in eighty. Eight. No, the group was founded in '88, and Wikipedia ain't making it real easy. Let's just say that. No, nah, you might be right, Harper, because it's talking about the lip syncing exposure and media backlash between '89 and '91. So I guess it started maybe in '89. You see, and they were no Terrence Trent Darby though. Remember him? Oh. Yes, I do remember him. Sign your name across my heart. I remember that song. Sang it. How the Wishing hell did well. you know that, Doc? What? How the hell do you know who Terrence Trent Darby is? Because he's about it. That's right, I'm down. All right, uh, Van Hammer. I, I call your house a crib, and then when I want to know where your crib is, I say where you stay at. We we, we went from stank on the hang low to Millie Vanilli. How did we get here? Oh, because Cactus... it's better than watching Van Hammer wrestle. Well, Cactus a- Cactus attacks him after Van Hammer wins, and Jack hits the ring and goes after him and throws a blow, and they're brawling on the outside, and Cactus suplexed him down the stairs. It was great. I need Cactus to end this dude. Well, we go to the next match. It's Mr. Hughes versus Dave Diamond and Jack Savage. We got a little, like, uh, two-on-one action here, handicap match. Uh, I ain't got many notes. Hughes wins. These dudes, especially, I guess, Dave Diamond, Little funny looking frumpy little fella. Come on. And thought stock. I mean he does. He kind of looks frumpy. Look at him. Look at this guy. He don't know what the hell he's doing. He didn't even lock up with Hughes. He's just kind of like standing there like a bump on a log. He definitely wasn't getting stank on his hang low. Any thoughts on the match, Doc? Uh I don't like handicap matches that are tag matches as well. Oh, you want both guys in the ring fighting? Yeah. Yeah, and this I went agree. on too long. <laughs> Certainly did. Uh, so I guess you got no other thoughts. Is that a correct statement? Yes. All right. Well, now we're going to go. Jim Ross is going to throw to a promo from Sting following up on what happened last week. Let us go do that now. Here it is. Welcome back, everyone, to Center Stage and World Championship Wrestling. We're going to have Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson momentarily. But you saw that shocking piece of videotape last week. We've already heard from Paulie Dangerously and Ravishing Rick Rude. But as I promised, we do have some comments from the Stinger. Let's listen to the man from Venice Beach, California. Rude! If it's injury that you want, my friend, it's injury that you're going to get. Only not mine. The next time you see a cast... I see a cast, 
Anybody sees one, whether it be for an arm, a leg, a neck, a back, it's not going to be mine, pal. No, it's going to be yours, Mr. Rude, because as long as I'm breathing and I'm standing and my hair is still standing on end. And yeah, when I look ringside and see just one, just one kid with his face painted, I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to remember that cast and how you wrapped it around my leg and tried to put me out, but failed, pal. So many others have tried in the past, but I'm the stinger. I'm a target. It ain't ever going to happen here at WCW. And don't you ever, ever forget it or forget who I am. Yeah. I like Sting a lot. I just, just, there's nothing in his promos usually that what just his make neck, me want to watch his back his pussy and his crack what what what, what the f- <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you i was hoping you would do that that <laughs> <laughs> popped into my head when i heard him say that <laughs> me too but i didn't want to have to say it so i'm glad that you did <laughs> doc your thoughts what's wrong on with him mike i Bruh, I like What's Sting. What's causing all this? First of I all, really... Sting looks like candy corn with that face paint. Oh, it's the background and everything on it. Oh, shit, dude. It's the face. Doc. You I... know what? He's yes. right. Right here, he's got, look, a, look, he's got candy corn it's... colors on his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good black, yellow, and fucking orange. That's fucking candy corn, bruh. I don't think candy corn has black. What the fuck? It but can. Feel- there's a there's like a a, a B side candy corn that has black to it. Yeah, it's like the collector's edition. Right. <laughs> this is the point when somebody's listening. I love I love doing this. Somebody's listening to the first time and they're like, "If hey, a goofballs, they like a Darren. You know, there's a Darren out there. They're a bunch of goofballs. They said they told me they disrespect Sting, and you know, they told me Sting's face paints like candy corn. Bunch of fucking goofballs. But you think I'm fucking funny? You're only fucking funny. That's <laughs> somebody listening right now saying that. Uh, I love Sting, man, but the promos just. I gotta Suck. keep telling myself he's he's for the kids, man. He ain't. Yeah, I mean he's 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 doing his job. He's for the kids, bro. I, I mean, right. I'm 17 year olds. I'm I'm almost a 17 year old at this point. Sting damn, really? Sting ain't my dem. Yeah, he ain't my demographic. Doc's 18. Oh, yeah. Well, Doc's almost 18 by 15, here. Yeah. So like, he just he just ain't for us at this point. Like, there's yeah. no other way to slice it. That's because by the time you saw him, you were a teenager and you were not six and seven and eight years old. We go I through this all the time. I didn't watch it again until I was playing football, and the kids were in my, uh, you know, the 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 other guys in the locker room. Like, yeah, you saw a fucking nitro. Uh, fuck, this is before nitro raw. And this I was like, no. That's when I started watching fucking wrestling again. Bro, let me tell you something. He probably, That's Har- not... Little Harper probably told his little buddies. It was like and nine... someday I'm going to have a show where we get to talk about wrestling. Yeah. And I'm going to make $8,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget a friend of mine, David Richard, goes, the Ultimate Warrior's back. He's going to be on. Uh... 
David, WCW. what did you say? What was his name? David Richard. Can you say that these days? Richard. Name, Richard. That's a popular name in Louisiana, Richard. Yeah, that's real popular. Yeah, like I thought maybe it was. You should change it to special. Oh, come on. No, that, that that's like the name Smith or Johnson. Like, right. Richard is like very popular in South Louisiana. And, oh. and he's like, yeah, Delta Moore is going to be on WCW. And I'm like, what? No shit. And I turn on and it's fucking Renegade. <laughs> Boy, you and must re- have been shot. And they fucking worked everybody. <laughs> when he goes, I got the ultimate solution to your problem. Like, oh, it's the ultimate warrior. It was fucking renegade. I was like, I remember. these fucking assholes. The jig is up, the jig is up, they finally found me. Bruh, I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, who is this Dollar Tree General Dollar Store five yeah. nickel store <laughs> Ultimate Warrior? It was the first thing I thought. We're going to paint an R on your face. It's going to be great. <sighs> yeah. Why is it backwards? Don't worry about that. Get out there. <laughs> All right. Well, we know that Doc hates Sting. Jim Ross does mention that at the next clash, which is coming up soon, it will be Sting and Steamboat versus Rude and Steve Austin because we've got to do multi-man stuff for whatever reason. I, I, I hate when they do that, but we'll talk about it when we get there. And then we go to close out the show, the last 17 minutes of the show, we got Arn Anderson versus Dustin Rhodes. And they legit give them the last 17 minutes of this episode to do their thing. And these two put their working boots on and had a really good Saturday night match that beat anything that was on Starcade. Doc, what are your thoughts? Um, JR says that Arn weighs 255. How much do you think he really weighs? Mm, two, 230? I was going to okay. say 220. He ain't 250, I can tell you that much. No, he looks no good. Way. He does. Yeah, he doesn't look bad at all. I was just like, man, he's trim. Slow start. They were, uh, you know, they were feeling each other out. How come nobody does leg scissors anymore? Because I always wonder how come no one does the leg scissors and then they go for the leg that that to the hold. I was watching that on the dark side. The ring, I watched the, the grand one, and he did it. I was like, damn, that looks great. It's just, it sucks no one does this shit anymore. And it looks so good. Mm. Too busy doing 16 super kicks before the lockup. I just don't get it. It's like, I'm watching those old clips on them, like, dude, that looks fucking good. That looks fucking great. How come no one does this anymore? And it's, and it's right here for the world to fucking see. You know, if, we, if I see it, you know. We we fuck? gotta do we gotta get our we gotta get our super kicks in before the lockup, Hopper. Yeah, fuck a super kick, bro. There's nothing super about a super kick. It's <laughs> Boogie, like, nothing it's, about you. It's like <laughs> porno star. It doesn't <laughs> exist. If you're doing porn, then you're not a star. That's why you're doing porn, because you're not a fucking star. Wow. Um, Hopper's taking us to church again this week. Fuck. Any thoughts on that analogy right there, Doc? No, but at some point, JR says he never remembers a group of wrestlers 
that are hated, like the Dangerous Alliance. We're just going to forget that the Four Horsemen existed? Well, I mean, I know JR. How about the Rat Pack? How about them? I mean, he's got to sell what's currently going on. I don't blame him. Right, man. Were the Rat Pack more hated than the Dangerous Alliance, Mike? They were pretty damn hated. Because, I mean, Hacksaw, you know, you had Hacksaw, um, Born and DiBiase, they were pretty damn hated. Like they, like we hated them. And DiBiase was real devious, and Duggan put the gorilla suit on and got involved and came out of nowhere. So yeah, I mean they were hated, but the thing was they weren't hated on the same national scale as the Horsemen were in, in their prime. The first ver, like I know people like to talk about the different versions of Horsemen and which one's their favorite. The thing about it is that first version, like when they weren't at least to us back then, cool yet. When they were really hated, they they hadn't reached you know yeah. full horseman coolness yet. But they were devious, man. They were breaking legs and arms and like that. That first version is just it's hard to it's hard to like translate that for somebody who wasn't around for it. So not on a, a big time scale. I mean, because you got that super station behind you with TBS pushing these badass horsemen. So no. They weren't as bad. But the Dangerous Alliance, the problem is not as many people are watching now, Doc, and you know that. The Dangerous Alliance is probably the most underrated faction in history. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, just, for real. Oh, we got Deep State Hopper. Just He must have hit his cord. Hopper, don't touch your cord. You went Deep State. What? This is great. Yeah, oh, I mean, you just hit your Hopper, man. You hit your cord, bro. I mean, come on, you know, bro. Um, But they are the, they are the most easily underrated faction the, the the talent they have is just it's sometimes i go this isn't fair but it was wcw in 91 so in 92 so i guess it is i mean harper do you think they're the most underrated yes definitely i mean everyone involved in this faction is fucking top of the line guys who's the weak link of of the dangerous alliance I shouldn't say weak link. Who is the weakest of the bunch, in your opinion? Well, Larry's gone, right? Well, no, he's no. he's still with the Alliance right now. Okay, I guess I would have to pick Larry because of age, but that's the only reason. And that's my same pick. What about you, Doc? Yeah. And it's not disrespectful to Larry. It's just right. he's older. Like You, you can't, you know, he's... He's Larry Zabisco in 1992 now. So you look at those other guys and you're like, Jesus Christ, they're just all stars. And some of them become Steve Austin. We know what he ends up being. But anyway, uh, what else you have from this match, Doc? I thought these guys worked their asses off. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was interesting to watch Arn sell the body part because usually they're the ones working the body part. Um, 56-10. What are we looking for here? He he does the spine buster. Do you need audio from it? I should ask. No. Okay. But he doesn't catch him with all of it, which I like. He must have already caught him because they're already on the ground. So hold on. Yeah, maybe so. So, oh, he came out the corner with him. I think 
Dustin's just a big tall bastard and he couldn't really I mean he He's lifted selling him. weird there. Oh yeah. It looked fine. That's the what? Hogan sell when he would start uh <laughs> shaking. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Harper, you, you to... just went you just went deep state and it's great. Oh, but you're starting on. to overdo it a little uh, bit. Don't there, touch buddy. don't touch the cord because we everybody we figured out a couple of weeks ago after we were off air. Hopper accidentally hits his cord, and that's what's causing deep state Hopper. For everybody who thinks Some we're pressing, shit a- keeps coming on to update. And yeah, I just x out, x out, and fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We I ain't like that. For this shit. No, no, you shouldn't be paying for Skype. Um, that's yeah, no, so I don't- no. It, it, it's something like when I'm just like when I just get on the fucking computer. Oh yeah, you definitely should no. I mean, you, you you might need to update from time to time different things, but nothing you should have to pay for. Yeah, I'm like scared because I'm afraid to click on it because it's like, oh wait, fuck up Microsoft Word, I got to pay for this shit. Nah, 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 yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't need that. Yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. What <laughs> the fuck am I typing and that I'm gonna print out on this goddamn computer? Oh come on, Hopper, you be a little <laughs> You be a little disrespectful, Microsoft. Oh! <laughs> I can't get it out. All right, Doc. Um, any other thoughts before I work towards the finish of this match? Because <laughs> they went out there and worked their asses off, dude. They did. Two pros that got after it for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Paulie, at one point, they're near the ropes, and Paulie hits Dustin with the uh, with the phone in the back of the head. So that's the first thing that happens. Um, Dustin is eventually going to end up firing up. He goes for a pin. Dustin then gets a sleeper. Um, but uh, And then he ends up hitting arm with a bulldog. Dustin then has arm pinned for more than a three count, but Paulie is distracting the ref. Meanwhile, Bobby Eaton decides to come out of nowhere. He drops the Alabama jam. Uh, arm When Arn goes for the pin, Dustin kicks out. Steamboat runs in, tells the ref what happened. Jim Ross says, fans, we're out of time, but we will show you this in its entirety tomorrow night on the main event. Well, I have access to the main event, so I looked it up, and I watched the finish. So Steamboat and Eaton are fighting after we go off air because they were just involved. Arn and Dustin continue to go at it in the ring. Austin comes out. Now he's double-teaming Steamboat with Eaton. Wyndham comes out to help out because basically all of the Dangerous Alliance are now out there. Ron Simmons hits the ring. The ref finally throws out the match. Arn is DQ'd. And that's how uh, this thing will eventually end since they had to go off air. Uh, kind of wish we'd have saw the end of it. I thought the crowd was into this and they got everybody involved. So I guess that was good if you want to look at it that way. But we don't really get resolution. It's just Arn is DQ'd. And that is how they went off air. So on that note, we need to rate it, hand out a Rolex or two, or a 2-2 two, two award, and I'm willing to bet that this gets a better rating than Starcade would have ever gotten. Would you agree, Doc? I think so. So let's go ahead and rate it first, Doc. What are you going to rate it? This was a hell of a match. Yeah, when you get 17 minutes of a one-hour episode. Well, yeah, technically it was an hour, hour and a half with commercials. But, yeah. Well, and it's also damn near a third of the show. Yeah, it really is. Um, 
And this wasn't Starcade, which we've done for the last two weeks. So I'm going to say B+. Yeah, I'm going to give it the same thing, B+. Hopper, you didn't watch it, but based on the review, no. what, what are you giving I'm gonna it? I'm going to give it an A. It's only a fucking hour. <laughs> Hopper, you know what you got to do, Hopper? I mean, come on, bro. You got the damn cord. You keep hitting the shit. You sound like a fucking moron, deep state and Whatever. stuff. These idiots over here, Doc and Mike, I mean, they think this shit's funny, bro. But I got to tell you, bro, it ain't fucking funny, bro. It, it's really lame, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. All right, so we do need to hand out the Toot Toot Award, though. Before we do it, remember, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to the upcoming Clash of the Champions, all of the Dark Side of the Ring reviews we've done recently, the Tales from the Territories from several months ago that we reviewed. Um, all of the WCW pay-per-views between, what, 80, 88 and now, along with the clashes, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Get access to the NWA Power Shows with the Transformer Sparks and the Little Fella Half Pint and the ECW Shows with Mike Prue, JV, and Rick Beebe. On that note, Doc, what are you going to rate this one with the Toot Toot Award? Or you rated it, but give out the Toot Toot. I'm going with Terry Bronson. The Enhancement Talent, Terry Bronson? Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. There you go. Hopper, who are you going to give yours to? Um, I guess the double A. I'm going to give mine to Rick Rude. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, that really good yeah. point in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the promo. With yep. the promo. Rick Rude. He attacked women. He attacked his woman. Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> all right i love it deep state yeah this is good shit pal all right doc what else we got to cover before we get out of here tonight not a damn thing this went 30 minutes longer than you told me we were gonna go yeah i figured that i didn't know sorry about that we went we went long with the uh the sting and not sting punk and ryback stuff though that's what harper was worked up about it yeah. yeah, he came in hot. I didn't expect him to come in hot about the punk thing, but he was ready to roll with that. That kind of shocked me, you know. You never know anyway. with this with this fella. I'm you know sorry. That. Feed me more. No need to apologize. All right, Doc. If you don't have anything else, I'm gonna throw to Hopper to hit the tagline. Hopper, hit the tagline, and let's roll. <laughs> 